Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Kai. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. So you were born in Belmont? Yeah. Oh, Massachusetts in Boston. Yeah. Were your parents from there or? Uh, my dad grew up in Concord and then my mom grew up in Dallas, Texas. Oh, so they, when they, so your family from Philippines was like lots of generations back. Yeah, so my grandparents are both Filipino and they moved to Dallas, I think right before my mom was born. Oh, for work or what was it for? Um, yeah, I think, well, I honestly don't know. <laughs> Taking way back. Yeah. <laughs> they probably had their reasons. <laughs> but you started, was it piano when you were three or something? Yeah, so I started playing classical piano when I was three, three or four years old. And I switched over to drum set later. Started playing, like, different genres and stuff. Then I found the steel drums, and I started playing that. And now I can also play guitar and bass yeah, and crazy. other instruments, yeah. Was that something that your parents like put you into lessons or did you request for them or how? They gave me an option, they, they, they basically told me when I, was, when I was really young to choose an instrument. Oh. And so I chose piano at first and then after that I kind of just like took to other instruments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What careers are your parents in? My dad's a psychiatrist and my mom is a lawyer, she teaches oh. law. Yeah. Where do you think you got your creative side from? <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, I would say my musical side is more, more my mom's side. Mm -hmm. But my dad's side is very like artistic, like painting um, and drawing, mm -hmm. like, his whole family. Oh, wow. So, yeah, a little bit of both. What kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? Lots of Bob Marley, lots of Grateful Dead. Um, Really like good vibe music, Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first like record or CD you bought? Uh, bought? Huh. Or stole? <laughs> Torrent? <laughs> uh, damn. I don't know. Maybe it might have been Slim Shady, Eminem. Mm -hmm. um, the real Slim Shady. That was like the jam growing up. Oh, and were your friends listening to hip hop, or like, what was the kind of? Is there a music, like what kind of music did people listen in Belmont? Uh, I mean the normal stuff. Yeah. Like radio, pop, hip hop. Um, I was like growing up pretty into jazz. Oh. And funk and reggae. Me and me and uh, one of my best friends, Charles. Um, his dad is a is a Berkeley bass professor, mm -hmm. and he. They're both super into reggae music, so I'd say seventh grade through like tenth grade, like all we listened to was like reggae. Oh wow! Well, not all we listened to, but like when yeah. we were together, all we listened to was reggae. Mm -hmm. um, like Revolution, Iration, Bob Marley, Steel Pulse, all of them. Um, and then yeah. I went through a big EDM phase with yeah. my friends. You also, what was it, like your dad's 50th birthday had, like, what is it, Calypso band? Yeah, 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 so 
my friend Charles's dad was the bass player for that band. Oh, and then he taught you. So, no, so he, there's a steel pan player in the band. <laughs> and his name is PJ Adamson. And he started giving me lessons and then sent me down to Trinidad to, um, for like two weeks. One, it was my eighth grade summer. That's and I so stayed cool. with a family down there and they all played the steel pan and they like taught me about the culture and like more about the steel pan. So it was, yeah. it was awesome. And then, were you already putting out music under your name at that point? At that point, no. I was putting out music under an EDM uh, group called uh, Affect, I oh. think. <laughs> it was kind of floomy sounding, right? No, that was actually like that just was straight dance music. Oh, okay. Um, two years after that, I started making floomy music oh. and I released it under... <laughs> The name Tao, T-A-O. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into like hip hop beats. And then I just went by Kai and started releasing like songs that I rapped on and, and started singing on. Mm -hmm. And then it developed into this. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you always know that you wanted to go to college or that's something your parents like kind of forced you to do? Or you I always knew like I kind of had to go at least for a year because of my parents and just like <laughs> my, my brother and sister and like my whole family both sides um, but I also knew that I probably if I was going to do music then I wasn't going to want to finish at least till maybe 10 years down the line oh my god <laughs> so I did one year and now I'm, now I'm on a leave of absence mm -hmm. extended leave of absence why did you decide on USC? I thought it was just a really good mix between a great music program and just being in LA and like around entertainment and the entertainment industry mm -hmm. and a bunch of important people um, that could help me get to where I wanted to go. Looking back do you think that year there helped you? Yes it helped me because I needed time to develop as an artist mm -hmm. and it gave me a year to work with my manager and build a team with him. And also, I met my producer there. Oh. Who, so we both worked that entire year together, and then the summer we lived together, and, and we've been making music together ever since. How are you getting your music out there initially? Originally through SoundCloud. Oh. No, so I put it on Spotify and Apple Music and everything through TuneCore. Mm -hmm. And then... Was it difficult to have people find you initially? Um, my cousin was, was like a, he was like a Tropical House DJ oh. and producer and he, he was putting out remixes and he kind of, he gained like 25,000 followers and like a little bit of clout, had a couple... This is the hype of Tropical House, yeah. Thomas Jack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, his name was Thero. Oh. And like... Yeah, like the whole Kygo scene, he yeah. just like hopped on that wave. Um, and then he like convinced me to put out a, a hip hop song, one of the songs I had rapped on. Mm -hmm. And he like reposted it and then told me to email some blogs. So I just like emailed a bunch of people mm -hmm. and a few of them posted it and it kind of just went up like that. Mm -hmm. But when did you actually start rapping or like practicing? Probably freshman year. Um, 
I was on the tennis team because I, I used to play tennis mm-hmm. pretty seriously. And during practice, we'd like go in the in like the each other's cars and yeah. just like freestyle and like roll around and you know do a high school kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where it started. Um, yeah. And then it just clicked like to you that you just want to be a rapper. Well, yeah. Then I got a microphone. I I like started freestyling for fun. But once I got a microphone, I, I actually got the microphone for other rappers and other singers oh, that I could have on the music. Because I never like thought that that this was something I was gonna want to do. I, I wanted to be like the music behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I like got the mic and I wrote a song and I was like, I may as well just try it and see how it sounds. Mm-hmm. And I liked it and I put it out and people listened to yeah. it. So. Were you? afraid when you first put out your initial like rap songs yeah actually I like had never put played anything for anyone with my voice on it until my cousin found it mm-hmm. oh, the guy's asleep in this car <laughs> oh my gosh jeez um, <laughs> until until my cousin what was I saying until my cousin found it mm-hmm. and convinced me to put it out um, so I actually convinced my younger cousin to get on the song too <laughs> And he just like hypes up the song and like says like I a little that. bit in the beginning. His voice is so high in it. He was like ten years old. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that just like get. I was like, okay, he's also on it. Like I'll put it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your music started getting more and more into the college circuit, right? Mm-hmm. Was it through like booking agents at you? Um, I think a lot of it. So I kind of started making a buzz around the high schools in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um. I went to Boston College High School, and I think around there and like a few of our sister schools and other other schools in the Boston area, like people started listening to the music. So now that we all went to co- different colleges, it started spreading through word of mouth and and also blogs. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Were you ever afraid of being like known as the college rapper, <laughs> like stereotype? Um, no, I think that there's like a very specific type of music that goes with being like a college rapper. Mm -hmm. And I think, like I have enough of a musical background to know how to avoid that. Mm -hmm. How did your song, (laughs) how did your song, like what was your inspiration? Yeah. Um, let's see, I made the beat. I was having a party at my house. Um, my parents were like away for a weekend. And I had a party and everyone was downstairs. Mm-hmm. It's me like drinking, smoking, doing all that stuff. And I just like went up to my room alone and just like started making a beat. And it kind of just came out. It was like more of a sad song. When mm-hmm. I, for some reason I was like feeling it. The beat was like more of a sad vibe to me and then like I think a week later I reopened it and I was like yo this is dope (laughs) and I put in I put on the hook I think I thought of it during class actually like English class or something I like senior year or was it senior year Mm -hmm. I think it was yeah it was senior year I like kind of stopped paying attention in school and started (laughs) started just like writing lyrics in all my classes um, so I thought of the hook in English yeah. class 
went home and recorded it and then I called my friend Annabelle and asked if he wanted to get on it. He was like, yeah. Then I just put it out and it crazy kind of yeah. yeah, <laughs> took off. And then after you like took a leave from school, where was your career at by that point? Um, so freshman year we had built the fan base and all, mostly the team. Um, and I, I felt we had like a pretty, <laughs> a pretty well-functioning team, like squad. A pretty well-functioning team that that was ready, and I felt like I was ready to start doing this full time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, then I took the like leave of absence and realized we had a lot of work to do. <laughs> but now I feel very confident. Mm -hmm. Were you um, working other jobs? No. So, the money I got from Spotify streams has been like keeping me afloat. Crazy. Which is wow. really awesome. Yeah. How times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. And then, how did your song with Wiz Khalifa come about? Um, so, my manager introduced us like a year ago in the studio and we just chilled, smoked up, played music for each other like just met and he was like super nice guy um six months later we had this new song easy mm -hmm. we we're like yo like Wiz would sound dope on this so we went over to the studio and played it for him and he just like loved it hopped on sent it back the next morning and like we had the we had the feature yeah. what was your inspiration behind pink tree paradise all freshman year i worked with my producer Doggis, um just like on on off days and like after class um, and so over the summer we like had already made probably a hundred songs together and maybe like 50 songs. I'll say a hundred. You can check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so we probably made about a hundred songs together. So we went back to Boston and he stayed at my house and we kind of sifted through and like threw away all those songs <laughs> and started, yeah. started with this song Swisher Sweet. We we had called it Smoke Bowl at first. That was that was like the beat name. Mm -hmm. Turned into Swisher Sweet. And that song, it's the eighth song on the album. Kind of set the tone for like the rest of the album. We made oh. it over the summer, so it's a pretty chill summery vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do your parents think of your music career now? Um. I think they're excited for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they've been super supportive. Mm -hmm. um, they were like okay with me taking time off of school. They ask a lot of questions, of course. I have to keep them really up to date. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they've been like very mm -hmm. supportive. How would you say your music style has changed since the early songs you made? I think it's evolved. It's become a lot more mature. And I don't know. I mean, it changes like the second. We're working on another album right now. We have about seven songs, like a second album after Pink Tree Paradise. Um, and that's like a totally different vibe. It's it still has the same elements of like the feel good music that I think my first song had, but but it's definitely changed a lot in like the lyricism and 
just all the different feels and vibes that mm -hmm. I put into it. How would you say you've grown as a person since you were younger? <laughs> since how young? <laughs> Teenage years? Teenage years? Um, I'm definitely a lot more confident now mm -hmm. in myself and my music. My lyrics have gone a lot better. I can think more clearly. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know more about how life works, but mm. I probably know less. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also knowing more. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I'm more like aware of, of the world and like world events than I was. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's a hard question. <laughs> what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Hmm. My biggest challenges so far. Uh, taking the leap mm. of actually dropping out of school was the the challenge was was just like the decision because like I knew what I wanted, but when you're trying to drop out of school, everyone tells you not to. Yeah. So it was like everybody I asked you, I, everyone I talked to or asked was like, don't do it. <laughs> and I was like, I want to do it. <laughs> and I just had to like shut everything out and just go for it. Mm -hmm. That was a big one. Um, yeah. Yeah. What does success look like to you? Uh, happiness. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so being happy mm -hmm. and also having an impact on whatever you're doing and like having other people who look up to you and you know. Mm -hmm. What does love mean to you? What does love mean to me? Wow. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different kinds of love in the world. Mm -hmm. There's like relationship love, there's like fatherly love, motherly love, which are different, I feel like. Yeah. Brotherly love, sisterly love, friend love. Um, but like, I think they all have in common, like, something that provokes emotions, whether that's like mm -hmm. anger, hate, or I don't know, I'm kind of just going off. No, I, I, I like your train of thought. <laughs> um, people who make you happy or sad, like, things that have meaning are things that you love, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? I want to, so, when I was in, like, fifth grade, I started... I don't know, it, was, it might have been fifth grade, I don't know. I started like being aware of, my great-grandmother died. Mm -hmm. I think I was in third grade when she died, but I didn't even like really realize what death was until like a year later. And I was like super scared, as most kids would be. Because mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God. It's just like astounding like how big everything seems and how yeah. small you feel. And my way of coping with that was like, saying to myself if I can get to a point where I can make a difference and like change something and leave a mark like then when I die I'll still be here mm. and I'll be remembered and like then it won't be for nothing so 
I think my biggest thing still is just like leaving that mark, making a difference, making a change for the better, and you know, being someone people can like look back to in like 80 years or 100 years and be yeah. like, yo, I want to be like him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I love that. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.